the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. YCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Coast Guard says it's in the process of rescuing more than a dozen people stranded on a remote Louisiana island by flooding from Tropical Storm Barry. Still coming ashore, New Orleans resident Nadia Jenkins says she's not worried about the wind, but the flooding is a different matter. The river, you know, should be taken seriously. It's a really powerful river, and uh, I'm learning, taking time to educate myself about the levee system and how it works, and um, really figuring out the game plan to leave if I have to leave. The White House has President Trump and the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu spoke by telephone this week. They discussed Iran's malign actions, according to the White House. They spoke about the Middle Eastern pressures now that Iran is on the move. And Netanyahu's office said in a statement he expressed his appreciation for the president's tough stance. This is SRN News. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the Kingdom Builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you and he loves his new roof. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Well, good summer morning. Welcome to the King Banyan Show. Bit of a steamy week. But isn't that what July is supposed to be? I think so. I think so. And it's also the week after the 4th of July, which typically gets to be a little bit slower. Lots of folks go on vacation. In fact, we'll be, we'll be away next week. And uh, you might be listening to this particular, this, these particular words again next week. So if you are and you just, and you go, wait a second, I heard him do that before, then... You know what to do next. 
um, you, what you do is you keep listening because it's like, I must have missed something last week. I need to hear that again. Don't forget, you can always listen to the show. We're, we replay on Sunday mornings here on Business 1440, and then you can go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and get the podcast. Uh, not just of this hour, but of every hour of the King Banyan Show going back to, well, a really long time. We're coming up on the uh, 10th year anniversary of the King Banyan Show coming up this October. We're looking forward to that, and uh, we'll... We'll, we'll we'll find suitable uh, celebration uh, for something in there. And that, that assumes, as you should never assume in radio, it assumes that we'll still be here in October. Who, you never know. Um, I imagine, I imagine um, Alex Acosta probably thought he might still be in his current job in, in, in October. But that plan changed this week. And that is all I will talk about that particular issue. Because we don't do politics here on the King Banyan Show. What we do is we do business, we do finance, we do a little bit of of education. Uh, for those of you new to the show who might be just listening in on a summer day, going trying something different, uh, I am Dean of the School of Public Affairs at St. Cloud State University. Uh, I've been a faculty member here since 1984. Um, I've done numerous other things, uh, including... Uh, including uh, being a state legislator, as the interest says, but uh, also have been uh, an economic policy advisor in countries around the world, going all the way from uh, Indonesia to Macedonia and many points in between. Uh, so glad to be with you. Um, what, this is one of those weeks that tends to be a little bit slower. Uh, so we did the jobs report last week, which came out, uh, sort of hit everybody like a two-by-four right after right after the 4th of July. On the 5th, they announced a jobs number that was double the size that everybody thought it should that, that they had expected it would be. And as a result of that, you would have thought, you would have thought that maybe when... Uh, Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell went to uh, went to the Capitol Hill for his semiannual testimony to the to the House and to the Senate uh, Finance and Banking Committees that that he might have something different to say that other than the we're going to back away from uh, what's happened from uh, some of the the dovish conversation that you heard in the. In the FOMC statement that would have come out uh, approximately two weeks before his testimony, um, but um, that in fact probably isn't what happened. Um, indeed, why don't we just go ahead and play a couple cuts here, and then I'm going to wander through some of the economic data like we always do. There wasn't a lot of data, but the data was out there was was really interesting because we're running into a a debate about what exactly is happening with inflation. Let's go ahead and tease that part apart. But let's first play. Um, did the the July jobs, the June jobs report announced a week ago yesterday? Did that change his mind? That was a direct question asked in testimony. This is in front of the House Banking Committee, in its uh, its chair, uh, uh, Representative Maxine Waters asked him this question. Uh, Andrew, let's play cut number one. Last week we got the job numbers for June, and they were very strong with the employers adding 224,000 jobs. So my question is, did the June jobs report change your outlook for whether a reduction in interest rates is appropriate in the near term? Well, a straight answer to your question is no, but I will give you the context. We look at a broad range of data. Um, um, so let's start abroad, where I think uh, since the June meeting and for a period before that, the data have continued to disappoint. Uh, and that's very broad across Europe and, and around Asia, and, uh, and that continues to weigh. And, and by the way, manufacturing, trade, and investment are weak all around the world. We have a box that talks about that in the, uh, in the monetary policy report. In the United States, we did get a, a job, job report that was positive, and uh, that's, that's great news. And we had some other reasonably good news. I would say the U.S. data came in about as expected. Um, and, and I would also say that um, let's, let's go to trade. Um, we've agreed to begin discussions again with China. And uh, that, while that's, that's a constructive step, it doesn't remove the uncertainty that we see as, uh, as overall weighing on, on the outlook. So 
I would say that um, the bottom line for me is that the uncertainties around global growth and trade continue to weigh on the outlook. In addition, inflation uh, continues to be muted, and, and those things are still in place. So there are there are two or three different um, things to take apart in there. I'm almost tempted to have that replayed so that you can so we can take them in parts. But I want you to hear his full explanation. Everybody expects a cut now. The, as we discussed last week here on the King Banyan Show, the cut should probably be 25 basis points rather than 50. There will be, particularly after this week, no major data that I think would actually move them from a 25 basis point cut. So if he's saying on Wednesday and Thursday that um, his outlook didn't change, then it is right uh, for markets to react to sort to assume that the 25 uh, basis point cut happens. If it does not happen at the end of July, then I think the I think the result I think the resulting uh, shock to the market would be uh, well, it will it will cause a lot of people to uh, to to think that perhaps uh, he's overstayed his welcome, one of them being the president. We'll talk about this later. We, we've talked before on this show about whether or not whether or not the president can dismiss him. And uh, indeed, he got asked that question later. We'll, we'll, we'll save that. That's, that's absolutely, it's absolutely delightful uh, to hear that, um, to, to, to hear that conversation actually happen. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But let's take apart those three points. So job support comes in, and I don't think, as we discussed last week, I'm not going to rehash what we did last week. Again, go listen to the podcast from last week. Listen to the first hour of the King Banyan show that we did live for you on the 6th of July, and you can hear us say, hey, that's a darn good report. Um, and, And I wondered on the show last week whether or not it might cause a few people to um, pause in terms of of what would happen. Indeed, it's caused a number of people to be concerned about whether there should be a pause. You know what? Let's skip down all the way down to the last cut, Andrew. This is cut number 10. This is Charlie Plosser. Charlie Plosser used to be the be the president of the of the Philadelphia Federal Reserve. He's now retired and it allows him to speak uh, a little more freely on on the shows and i believe this is from uh maria in the morning uh, maria bartiromo show that is uh that is on fox business news let's play cut number 10 please that rate cuts what's your take well i don't find that there's a compelling case for rate cuts at this point the stock market's near an all-time high as you said unemployment's low inflation's low you know what 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 what's so bad about where we are it's true, though, there's a lot of uncertainty out there, and that certainly hinders around policies for the most part, trade policies perhaps, and other things that may happen in, around the world, slowing in, in, the, in the global economy or Europe and other places. But, you know, monetary policy can't fix those. The Fed cutting rates now is not going to resolve trade uncertainties. It's not going to say resolve policy problems. Mm. And, uh, you know, if we end up in a trade war uh, this serious, Yes, the economy is going to take a hit, but the Fed can't do anything about that. That's very important. And I'm, re- I'm, really, I'm really concerned that we are expecting the Fed to do things that it really can't do. And you've heard me talk about this before over the years. Absolutely. And, and, and putting the onus on the Fed to take responsibility for things that it doesn't have much control over. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very bad place. For, and and J- by the way, Jay Powell, in his language about the Fed will act to sustain the recovery, I think that's very bad language. He can't sustain the recovery in the face of some types of shocks. So I think we, I think we're just expecting too much, and we need to tone it down. So when he says sustain the recovery, that's all on anticipation. Right. It's all on the anticipation of, of that of, of, those what's happening uh, with trade and so forth. So if you go back and listen to the Powell piece, indeed, indeed, I tell you what, we don't have enough time before the next break. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have I'm going to have Andrew Andrew rewind the, the the first clip back to the beginning, and we're going to replay that for you at the beginning of the second second segment here. But let me go ahead and make this point now for you. You are Plosser's absolutely right about this. There are some types of things that that. Mon- easy monetary policy cannot offset one of the things that it's designed to do 
is to control inflation. Indeed, under most ma- economic theory, and today is, you know, this is, we were joking, this is the hour of Powell. This is also the hour of Phillips curve, because there was a lot of talk of Phillips curve at at the uh, at the hill this week more than I'm used to hearing, and I'm gonna, I've got a couple cuts for them, including uh, including I've got to say some nice things about Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. She she did some questioning about this that that I thought was uh, that showed that she had actually learned a thing or two when she was at Boston University in their economics program, uh, and and I think I, her her questions aren't bad. But my point is my point is this: monetary policy can offset a demand shock. It can, if you time it exactly right. I mean, you have to get lots of things right. But in theory, it could do that. But what's happening What's happening from, from the economy right now is, in fact, shocks to supply. They're being caused by changes in trade and changes in regulation. And those things are not amenable to offsets for monetary policy. Foster's exactly right about this. And we're going to do this by taking apart what uh, Powell responded to in those comments to Maxine Waters uh, from Wednesday. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Maybe you'd like to know what what exactly Relief Factor is? It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, it will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. There's always a moment of truth where it's either put up or shut up. We were yelling our hearts out. Even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continue to push. I don't know where the pain went to, but all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. PFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. If you're going to
Welcome back, King Vegas Show. This is 1440. The hour of Powell, the tower of power music to bring us through the fact that he spent, by my estimation, eight and a half hours of testimony over two days between the House and the Senate. And I want to go back to the very beginning here. King Banyan Show, Business 1440 you're listening to. Um, thank you for being here. You've got lots of choices, particularly in beautiful summer days and in June, July. Uh, you could be outside. You can be doing lots of things. You're choosing to spend some time with us. Thank you. We, we're honored that you would be here. Uh, let's go back to cut number one and, I'm, and, and be on the pause button there because I want you to hear the various parts of the explanation for why, despite a huge jobs report that we talked about last Saturday on our Job Saturday edition of the King Banyan Show, we actually have the, have the head of the Fed saying, nope, we're still going to cut rates. Go ahead and replay cut number one, please. Last week, we got the job numbers for June, and they were very strong with the employers adding 224,000 jobs. So my question is, did the June jobs report change your outlook for whether a reduction in interest rates is appropriate in the near term? Well, a straight answer to your question is no, but I will give you the context. We look at a broad range of data. Um, um, so let's start Stop. where I think... You have two mandates. You have a mandate for full employment. You have a mandate for price stability. Everything else is subservient to those two things. Just a reminder, that's your dual mandate. That's what's in the Federal Reserve Act. Continue. Uh, Since the June meeting and for a period before that, the data have continued to disappoint. Uh, And that's very broad across Europe and and around Asia. And uh, and that continues to weigh. And... By the way, stop manufacturing trade. Okay. I want you to hear that particular piece because I, it's interesting. As I did the introduction of who I am at the beginning of the hour, just to, to establish a little bit of my bona fides to make this particular point. In all the time I've been watching the Federal Reserve, my first paper about the Federal Reserve's activity and its, and its structure and so forth was written in 1981 and 82. So I've been at this a long, long time. I do not recall a Federal Reserve chair explaining behavior of monetary policy where the lead item is external weakness, not internal, but external. Now, I'm going to justify that for him at the end of this, but we'll see if he goes ahead and justifies it because he he doesn't ever say the real reason why he's paying attention to to that particular data, but why he why is he watching what's happening overseas, and and that and that that's the qualifier because as Representative Waters says in her in her question, right? Your jobs data is great, your inflation data is great, but you're still planning to cut interest rates, right? Right. Why? And he leads with this explanation. Continue. By the way, manufacturing, trade, and investment are weak all around the world. We have a box that talks about that in the, uh, in the monetary policy report. In the United States, we did get a, a job, job report that was positive, and uh, that's, that's great news. And we had some other reasonably good news. I would say the U.S. data came in about as expected. Um, Stop. And, and I would... 224 was not the expectation. The expectation was for about 150 to 160. Everybody who forecast on Wall Street last a week ago Friday was basically saying, whoops, we missed that by more than a little bit. So, sir, do you really want me to believe that you expected a 224 print? Mm, I don't think so. Continue. Also say that um, let's, let's go to trade. Um, we've agreed to begin discussions again with China. And uh, that, while that's, that's a constructive step, it doesn't remove the uncertainty that we see as, uh, as overall weighing on, on the outlook. So stop. I would say that- what, he's, what he means by this is I don't trust tr- Trump and Xi to get a deal. And so I might cut interest rates because I don't think a deal is going to happen. Understand 
that just on the basis of a slowdown in trade, if there was a slowdown in trade, I might agree that monetary policy can offset that. But if they raise tariff rates, that's not a demand shock. That's actually having an impact on supply. And Federal Reserve activity, is, as uh, former President uh, uh, Charles Plosser said, Philadelphia Fed President Charles Plosser said, monetary policy can't do much about that. Let's continue. That um, The bottom line for me is that the uncertainties around global growth and trade continue to weigh on the outlook. In addition, inflation uh, continues to be muted, and, and those things are still in place. And so he... I assume then that that what he wants is inflation not to be muted. He wants it to have a full voice. I fail to understand why it is the Fed thinks two percent inflation is good, one and a half percent inflation is bad. I've had this has been my refrain for a while. I believe you should be targeting inflation within a range rather than trying to fine tune to a number. We simply don't have tools that allow us to do that. That. That is one vestige of uh, Milton Friedman I'll take with me to my, to my grave, or at least until my, uh, the end of my professional career, is that, is that the Fed monetary policy works with long and variable legs, and it also works in an imprecise fashion. We can't predict what, you know, if, if I try to hit 2% inflation and I end up with one and three quarters or two and a quarter, I would say that's probably about right. What they argue about is we overreact to two and a quarter. Well, that's okay. Fine. Then we'll stop doing that. Well, we've not had two and a quarter for a long time. Yeah, you're right. But that's not an excuse to lose sight of the fact that that 2% is an admission that you don't think you can get to price stability. And that price stability is still more valuable. Over the lifetime of someone living um, till they are, you know, till they are 90 as more and more people will do if they retire at 65, 2% inflation is, ends up over that 25-year period causing a significant decrease in the standard of living of that person who's living on a fixed income, whereas price stability would improve it. You would think, you would think that people who are, that the people who are retiring and who are paying attention to what's happening with the uh, with uh, government policy would be paying more attention to the fact that uh, 2% inflation is not really their friend. That's not really their friend. It's still a tax on cash holdings. He continued in, con- in, in conversation. Uh, this, this, is, this is part of his uh, opening testimony. This is not in response to a question from uh, Chair uh, uh, House uh, Finance Chair uh, uh, Maxine Waters. This was in his opening testimony. Let's play cut number two, please. Our baseline outlook is for economic growth to remain solid, labor markets to stay strong, and inflation to move back up over time to the committee's 2% objective. However, uncertainties about the outlook have increased in recent months. In particular, economic momentum appears to have slowed in some major foreign economies, and that weakness could affect the U.S. economy. Moreover, a number of government policy issues have yet to be resolved, including trade developments, the federal debt ceiling, and Brexit. And there is a risk that weak inflation will be even more persistent than we currently anticipate. Since our May meeting, however, these cross-currents have reemerged, creating greater uncertainty. Apparent progress on trade turned to greater uncertainty, and our contacts in business and agriculture report heightened concerns over trade developments. Growth so indicators I'm interested in this. Go ahead and stop that. I, we have enough. Net- we, 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 I, I have a concern about this. It, it, it's very simple. He's, what you heard, I, I, I should have counted up the number of times he uses the word uncertainty in the, in, in the uh, actual monetary policy report. Uh, maybe I'll search for that, that during the break. It gets used a lot. This rate cut is not mandatory. This rate cut is a precautionary rate cut that's going to come at the end of the month. And it's a precaution against, it, it, it is a statement against what they see as being somewhat erratic policy coming from on the fiscal side or coming from the trade side or coming from the regulatory side. Again, I will say, 
Fiscal policy is demand-side policy, and monetary policy works on the demand side. It can have that impact. But things like tariff policy and regulatory policy, those are supply-side activities. And the reaction to those has to be more, has to be in a different way. Monetary policy cannot offset supply shocks without causing either recessions or causing, or causing um, uncontrollable uncon- or less controlled uh, booms that lead to you losing, uh, losing the handle on your inflation target. I, I think I think all of that, all of that is possible. We're gonna we're gonna play some more more pieces for you um, uh, from the testimony coming right up, and we're it's going to include a longish discussion with the most junior member, I believe, of the of the uh, of the Congress, uh, uh, Representative Ocasio Cortez, who actually tries to engage in a conversation about the Phillips curve and about and about wages. We'll play some of that for you, also. Also, uh, uh, Richard Shelby, uh, Senator, in that very same discussion. That and more coming up here on the King Bang Show on Business 1440. Your pressure washer needs the right accessories. Those are the tools you use to get your job done. We are proud to offer Minnesota-made products like the Aqua Rocket Rotating Nozzle and Hydroflex's line of hydroexcavating tools, including their switchblade and their legendary ripsaw nozzle. All quality and all made in Minnesota. Call us today at 763-521-4442. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. In campaigning for president, Joe Biden faces a difficult dilemma. If he moves left to placate his party's increasingly socialistic base, he'll lose the moderate support he needs to challenge Donald Trump. But if he runs as a compromising centrist, enraged party progressives will block his nomination. The problem is that satisfying progressives require such radical positions like racial reparations, forgiving student loans and banning private health insurance that middle of the road voters won't be reassured by an easygoing style. If the election becomes a referendum on a stridently leftist Democratic platform, Republicans should be able to build a big majority in opposition. I'm Michael Medved. Religious liberty is under attack. Alliance Defending Freedom is on the front lines of defense, fighting for those whose liberty is being violated. Check the ad at townhallreview.com. Debt snowball got you down? Is it time to kick up your savings with a side hustle? Go to VoitBus.com. Voits is a family-owned local bus company that is looking for people just like you. We are in need of bus drivers, bus assistants, van drivers, mechanics, body repair, and vehicle cleaning staff. No matter what your interests are, we can keep that side hustle going so you can get off the beans and rice and start living like no other. Visit VoitBus.com. V-O-I-G-T, Voits Motor Coach Travel. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Have to wait for the horn blast. Ah, a tradition in St. Cloud, just to share a little bit of our what we do up here, because many of you 
who listen to us are listening in the Twin Cities, and you've got great traditions. One of the traditions we have here is that in the summer after the 4th of July, we get weekly um, um, band concerts in a park. They're free. They're they're uh, local musicians who uh, perform as uh, to do a variety of um, most of most of the time they're doing um, they're doing either jazz or um, or or um, marching music. So I got my dose of uh, John Philip Sousa on Thursday night in the park, which was also our thirty first wedding anniversary. That's how we celebrated it, and uh, nothing better. We decided to treat ourselves with front row seats so that we could enjoy the enjoy the the hour outside on a beautiful summer night it was perfect outside. And, um, and anyway, I got to hear, uh, at the end, I got, uh, they decided to do a big band medley. Uh, and, oh, my heavens. Um, uh, when we, whenever we do this tower of power sound, uh, it reminds me of how much I enjoyed that music from 60, 70, 80 years ago as well. When, when big bands were who performed, um, uh, you know, uh, they, they performed in, in concert halls and, and so forth. I, I was just thinking, uh, uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel scenes, uh, from the, uh, from the camp up in the Poconos, uh, and the band that, uh, the bands that were performing there at that time. That's just fabulous music. So thank you, uh, for listening. Um, I, I just, we we get these things up here we get we so there'll be a band that comes in from annandale there'll be a band that comes from meyer grove okay in various points in lake wobegon county and it is it is just part of summer i hopefully you can enjoy yours as well as we're enjoying ours up here six five one two eight nine four four seven seven the number call if if you're interested in discussing the hour of powell here um you know, let's let's take apart this particular these particular points. So, by by the Chair Powell's admission, there has been no change. There has been no real uh, impact of uh, on the jobs numbers from all of these uncertainties so far. The U.S. economy, in terms of the what we would often think of as the real sector in terms of GDP growth, in terms of employment, those numbers have been strong. The second quarter GDP numbers look like they'll come in fairly weak, below 2%, but it's somewhere in the 1% to 2 range. But nothing that would cause us to go, hmm, I wonder if a recession's around the corner. We don't, we don't see that yet. And yes, I understand that, that the yield curve is inverted. I've not lost sight of that fact. And that inversion has been persistent long enough that it makes me think that inflation might be coming. But typically those inflations come about 12 to 15 months after the inversion. And so and so maybe sometime in the second half of 2020, we might see the start of a recession. Then we might not. It's just there's just lots of there's lots of ways in which this can go. Let me turn to the inflation question for a second, because I want to because I'm going to end up uh, I'm going to end up on. uh, some on, on a sort of a different point, which is, which is that most of this is on trade. So let me let me play for you one of the Phillips curve discussions that happened. This is the shorter of the two. I might save AOC for the uh, second hour because I want to I want to I want to I want to marinate in the juices of, of of the young econ major asking uh, the the Fed president questions that made made her sound like she was an honor student. Um, and not necessarily a U.S. congressperson. Um, let me play. This is cut number nine. This is Senator Richard Shelby, longtime head of the Senate Banking Committee. Uh, he is uh, he is uh, getting his turn during the uh, testimony of Jay Powell, and they have this discussion. Play cut number nine. The, the relationship between slack in the economy or unemployment and um, inflation was a strong one 50 years ago. If you remember that in the 60s, there was a close correlation there. And that, that has gone away, and it's really been... But we very, had a different economy then, did we not? Very different economy okay. in so many ways. And, and this, in this way, that really, I would say that period, <clears throat> at least 20 years ago, that period was over, and the relationship between unemployment and inflation became weak. It's become weaker and weaker and weaker. Um, <clears throat> in addition to that, I think we're learning that... Um, uh, interest rates 
uh, you know, that the neutral interest rate is lower than we had thought. And I think we're learning that the natural rate of unemployment is lower than we had thought. So monetary policy hasn't been as accommodative as we had thought. So I think we're learning all of those things. At the end okay. of the day, there has to be a connection because <clears throat> low unemployment will drive wages up and ultimately wage, higher wages will, will drive inflation, but we haven't reached that point. And in any case, the connection between the two is, is quite small these days. So, so that was an interesting conversation. So the thing that they're, they don't use the word Phillips curve, but that's what that, that's what that cut was about. It was the Phillips curve that they were discussing and saying that it got weaker than it was in the sixties is certainly true. Um, another thing that Milton Friedman taught us was that, that, that relationship only really exists as long as inflation expectations are constant. And this is really part of the problem that the Fed is facing is that inflation expectations may in fact be driven by these external events that, that are being caused by him. I've been reading a couple pieces lately and I don't have any specific quotes for you or audio to, to back this up, but let me point out, let me just point to you that point to this. You probably have read about negative interest rate yields on government securities in other parts of the, of the world. One of the things that's keeping the U.S. dollar strong right now is the fact that even though our 10-year treasury is paying around 2%, that's 2% plus more than many other countries. It's 1.5% it's more than what the German bond is paying. It's one and a half. It's two percent more than the French bond is paying. It's it, it around the world. Ten year tre their ten year treasury rates are typically very low unless you get to a country that like Greece or Italy that has some serious fiscal imbalances. The U.S. has fiscal imbalances, but not to the extent of in Italy or Greece. I think fair to say. And indeed, one of the things that brings people into this, brings funds into this country is that while we have our issues, we remain the strongest economy in the world. We are, we are in some sense, the cleanest, dirty shirt in the laundry hamper. And so, and so as a result, when our interest rates are higher relative to other countries, that drives up the demand for our dollars and pushes up and pushes up our, uh, our exchange rate. And that increase in the exchange rate, that appreciation of the exchange rate, worsens our trade deficit, which, of course, is provocative to President Trump and his policies and his, some of his advisors, including uh, Peter Navarro. So there is a lot of pressure upon the Fed to lower rates because they are, they are really quite different than the rates being paid in other parts of the world. On that criticism, I think the Fed has to say, yes, it's true. We pay higher rates than other places. Could we reduce? There might be an opportunity to do that. I'm just going to go back to something I said previously in this hour. It's the first time I've heard the Fed explicitly say we think basically what they're saying is we think our interest rates are too high relative to the rest of the world. Typically, the, the, US, the U.S. economy has functioned and U.S. monetary policy has functioned without regard for what's happening in the rest of the world. They don't, they don't feel like that determines what's happening. But when all the other countries are paying zero and maybe negative rates with now having about $12 trillion of securities out there that pay negative interest rates, um, with, with that in mind, it may well be that the Fed can't, try to get U.S. 10-year treasuries back to a 3 3.5%, 4% yield that would make sense. Okay, so we might be victim to those things. That is, that is an interesting point. But I also want to point out on his inflation statement, if you look at the other data on inflation, rather than just looking at CPI and PPI, which, which went up this week, right? And the core PCE rate, as Powell noted in his testimony, was was in the was in the place where they probably would have wanted it. He is he is not he he's probably doing a little bit of cherry picking here. They've chosen this rate, and that rate's been lower. But you can find you can find other information. Headline and core CPI rose one tenth of a month, more than expected in June. 
core rate in particular was up three-tenths month over month, and it's now 2.1% year-over-year for core CPI. And he says, well, yes, but PCE is what we follow. We don't follow CPI. The Cleveland Fed's print of median CPI was at 2.84%. That's the highest since November 2008. The Atlanta Fed breaks out inflation between those numbers that fluctuate rapidly, call it flexible CPI, and what they call sticky CPI, the, the prices of goods and services, which change relatively slowly. That number rose by more than 3%. You can find baskets of goods. You can find ways of defining inflation in the United States that put the inflation rate well above 2%. The one that the Fed is using is at the low end of that range. I want to know why they are so confident that they've chosen the right inflation rate to measure relative to all these others. Okay? And, you know, I, I just, I'm very concerned that the Fed, the Fed has boxed itself into this argument that they have to lower interest rates because of what's happening in the rest of the world and allowing themselves not to see what's happening with inflation as a result because they're choosing one number to pay attention to and just ignoring all kinds of other signals that maybe inflation's a bigger issue than they think. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of The King Banyan Show here on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. The following statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Amberin trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonial is based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI US MULO, 52 weeks by UPC. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton, and I want to talk to you about something I haven't liked to talk about until now, my menopause. All my life, I've had energy, energy to win gold in 84. But when menopause hit me, with the hot flashes and night sweats, I began to feel sluggish every day. That all changed when I discovered Amberin. Amberin safely relieves 12 menopause symptoms by helping to restore your hormonal balance. Amberin is 100% drug-free, estrogen-free, and clinically tested. Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. Thanks to Amberin, my fear of hot flashes is gone. My sheets aren't soaked every night, and my energy is back. Give Amarin a try and see what it can do for you. It works. It really works. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine retailers nationwide and get Amarin today. Most people would like more freedom to do what they want, when they want, and on their own time. At Online Trading Academy, we will teach you the strategies so you can have the freedom to do those things. Whether you're looking for a supplemental income, how to better manage your 401k retirement account, or even know how to manage your broker, we are here for you. Online Trading Academy is the world leader in financial education. We've helped thousands of people just like you become confident, self-directed investors. Online Trading Academy can provide you with valuable skills that can help you accomplish your goals. Now is the time to get started. Join us this week for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the kingdom builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. 
I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest-looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you, and he loves his new roof. Now back to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This is fourteen forty. Look, I, I I sound critical of, of this. I'm not the only one. I think they I think the Fed has gotten themselves into back themselves into a corner that they you can only use one and only one measure for inflation. I think that's I think that's incorrect. And I like it with a capital S too. Uh, I, I like. I, I don't like inflation. I don't even like 2% inflation. I kind of think think zero is a better number. Um, but everyone lives in fear of deflation. Look, fear of deflation in this country is, I you know, I think terribly overblown. Most of the models that are out there to try to measure risk of, in, risk of deflation would come in with a number that's below 5%. It's like, really? Can we, we really think... Uh, we really think 3% risk of deflation sometime in the next five years would be is too much to bear, and so we must push interest rates back down? I, I just don't think so. Um, I, 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 think, I think they have gone too far. Um, I, I think that, but uh, there's no question in my mind that, that they put themselves now on, on a path where they cannot, they, they're going to take ba- back the last rate increase. They're going to say that was a mistake. Um, and maybe it is, and maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but, uh, they went from a path of increasing rates to, we're going to be patient and we're going to pause to whoops, we made a mistake. And they did all that pivot in about five months. And, um, I think that's, I think that's pretty remarkable. I will now, I will now say the, the one place where I think they, think Powell has a good point is thinking about those external risks. The the elections in uh, of the new leader of the Conservative Party in, in the UK come to a head this week. We should have an announcement next Friday on who that will be. Um, still, according to all the polls, we should expect that Boris Johnson will beat Jeremy Hunt. We'll see. Um... Uh, I don't think Boris has run a flawless campaign, but I don't think Jeremy Hunt has uh, been able to persuade the conservative party that they, that they should take on somebody who's likely to be pursuing uh, Theresa May 2.0 policies. Um, I think they've I think they've decided they need to go harder to try to get out and complete uh, the promise of Brexit. Is that going to be stressful on Europe? It absolutely will be. It absolutely will be. There's weakness up and down the the uh, uh, up and down through uh, through Europe. Although Germany had turned in good numbers for June, and um, but that's just one month. We'll just see what happens there. I'm more concerned about what happens in in China and what's happening there as well. Indeed, this is um, from uh, CNBC. I think this is from CNBC um, yesterday. This is um, this is uh, Andres uh, Garcia Raya, a, a financial consultant, economist, uh, talking about what's happening in China. Let's play cut number six, please, Andrew. Cut number six. I think that the leverage points uh, are also becoming clear, which is the U.S. economy is actually holding up, and China's economy is not. Right? The uh, export data and import data show that things have deteriorated, which means they're going to have to do more stimulus, and they have the ability to do so. But going into those conversations, those are things that they're going to have on on their notebook as as they have those discussions. And that leads us. And then they, and then on the same show at the same place, uh, John Rutledge, who actually was uh, one of my econometrics professors back, uh, gosh, this is almost forty years ago now, uh, back at uh, Claremont Graduate School. Um, we I had him for about uh, two months, and then he went to work for uh, the uh, Reagan White House um, right after. 
right after that. Uh, actually, I uh, worked for uh, David Stockman in the uh, in the Office of Management and Budget. Uh, John Rutledge discusses some of the weaknesses that are happening in China. Cut number seven, please. Uh, well, you know, if, if we had a chart of the PMIs across the world, all of them are down. Yep. And so the world is slowing, and the U.S. is uh, and manufacturing is slowing along with it. That's not politically very popular of a thing to happen, too. So we, we need to see some more progress on the talks before anything happens. But the big issue inside China uh, is, uh, too, it's, one's the currency, and, and the other one is the credit restrictions. In May, Baoshang Bank was taken over by the regulators. It was taken over in a way that almost froze the interbank lending market and has now caused haircuts on bank paper being traded. The government, in addition to shoveling liquidity in, also essentially forced the brokerage firms to lend money to small banks. So there's a small bank credit crisis in China happening now. It was there before the trade talks. It's yeah. gotten worse. And the shadow banking in- industry dying is a big part the of it. The journal even highlighted on the front page recently the story of a woman with a... Yes, that's funny. right. That's right. They did. Uh, Trish, good for you. Um, that she, By the way, she's a good, she's a good interviewer. Uh, it, 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 I enjoy watching her. Uh, but um, what uh, Professor Rutledge, uh, Dr. Rutledge now um, points out, it's this, this story. How many of you have even heard of the Baoshang Bank story? Baoshang is in Inner Mongolia, okay? So it's, part, it's, in the, it's a rural bank in China. Not rural, not, not rural, rural but, but it's a bank in one of the provinces of China in Inner Mongolia. And what happened is that uh, the Chinese economy started to see these higher interest rates on interbank lending in their markets. Um, uh, overnight uh, repurchase rates uh, for went up to 8%, seven-day repo rates up to 18% in late June. Uh, and, and they've been enforcing, they've been pushing uh, their financial sector to loan money to the small and medium-sized banks. China is facing a credit crunch and, and perhaps a real, a, a real crisis point here. And yet, I'm going to read you after the break, I'm going to read you all these th- these reports that are coming from China that basically say the Chinese government is determined not to give in on these trade talks and may be willing to accept a whole lot of pain that's happening within their country. There is a lot of uncertainty out there. About that, they're not wrong. I just don't think monetary policy solves it. We'll be back to talk more about China after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. When the whole world is on your shoulders and you don't know according to a recent Barna study schools are seen as a negative influence on faith formation church leaders view parents churches and Christian communities as positive influences on a child's spiritual life however children are spending most of their daytime weekday hours at school which is perceived by many church leaders as a negative influence A good Christian school can provide a strong Christian community to help positively influence your child's spiritual formation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we believe in the power of Christian education so much, we have partnered with local Christian schools to offer half-off your child's first year of tuition. It's our half-off tuition program. To find out if the school you are considering is part of this program, and to take another great step in your child's faith formation, Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services, so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. 
please contact us at wnav-video.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Your daily source. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.